0: This is One-on-One's NHL Podcast, where we take on the five hottest issues in hockey with three of our NHL beat reporters. It's time to go five on three.
1: Another episode of Five on Three Jackson Heil, Chris Hennessy here with you. And Chris, I guess this kicks off our first off-season edition of this podcast. We have a Stanley Cup champion, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Kings of the Bubble. They take it in six over the Dallas Stars, a dominating game six performance. They went 2-0, a shutout from Andre Vasilevsky, and you really didn't have to do much the entire game. Braden Point scores again. Blake Coleman gets a goal. And just like that, the Tampa Bay Lightning are Stanley Cup champions. It seems like a long time coming, but we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about a topic that I know I am not mentally and emotionally prepared for. Um, Henrik Lundqvist being bought out today by the New York Rangers officially announced so he has played his last game as a New York Ranger and um, I know personally I will be trying to hold back tears when I talk about that in what will be about 15-20 minutes but we will get to that when we get to that but first Chris like we mentioned Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup champions Um, to me this is a long time coming for them because this is a team that probably should have won the cup multiple different times. And mm-hmm. somehow it just seemed like after – especially after last year when they get swept by Columbus in the first round that you just wonder, if is this ever going to come together? And it finally did this year. And, honestly, they were never really challenged. And to do what they did without their captain, Steven Stamkos, for all but two periods – of game four in the Stanley Cup final, where he did manage to score because he is Steven Stamkos. But the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to do this in dominant fashion um, without really much of a challenge other than, I guess, maybe the Islanders, I mean, going to game six, going overtime in game six, it's really impressive and an organization that certainly deserves a Stanley Cup and happy to see them win it. 100%
0: agree. I mean, a long time coming is a a good way to put it. It feels like it was a long time since they were in the Stanley Cup. Remember, they lost the last Blackhawks Cup 2015. Is that right? 2015, yeah. So it had been five years since they had been back in the Cup. Victor Hedman was only in his sixth season. Now he's in his 11th season. Braden Point wasn't even on the team. And they've just gotten so much more mature. They've gotten better in so many aspects of the game. And what's changed just then is, yes, Ben Bishop was a great goalie then, but now they have pretty clearly the best goalie in the league, although he didn't win the Vesna Trophy, the best goalie in the league, um, and Andre Vasilevsky. And after last year, we, who were not you know inside Lightning analysts, had a lot of questions about the team. Right? Is John Cooper the guy? Are they going to have to go out and, and get a world beater from another team to, to put together a mega super team to be able to compete? And that's not what they did. They went out and got – depth guys Lake Coleman with a big goal in game six Patrick Maroon with a huge huge contributions all throughout the playoffs you know Kevin Shattenkirk he's been on the team for a while now but he had a really good playoff so it wasn't the top guys were impressive and Victor Hedman deserves the con Smythe and honestly Braden Point probably does probably does too Kucherov was fantastic but I think it was those depth guys that really made the difference from last year to this year um, in their improvement from getting Swept in four games to winning the Stanley Cup.
1: I mean, I've I've said this before, but I looked down their roster; they don't have a single bad player on their team. Yeah, listen, they have guys that are they have guys that are overpaid. Possibly, I mean, you can make arguments for various guys making too much money, but they don't have a single guy on that roster who can't play. And honestly, I can't tell you the last time I said that about a hockey team. And even like some really great teams and possibly even better teams in Tampa. Like they, you could look down the roster and find a flaw. I, I couldn't find a flaw mm-hmm. in this entire roster. And and that's the thing that's been most impressive to me because like you mentioned, the depth guys just found ways to get it done. I mean, Blake Coleman getting a goal in game six, Patrick Maroon was a terrific veteran signing this offseason. I mean, Cedric Packett is a terrific penalty killer. Well, um, fantastic. Yeah. That, that was who I was going to get to. I mean, Barkley Goudreau has scored some big time goals in general. I mean, I remember last year in Game Seven against uh, what was it? It was the first round when he was playing for San Jose against mm-hmm. the against Vegas. He had probably the biggest goal of the postseason, arguably there. So, um, and he scored some big goals this postseason too. So, and then like you mentioned on D, you, you could just go. They go six guys deep. Sometimes they go seven guys deep, and and they dominate. But the guy I really want to talk about is Braden Point because I thought personally, just watching Tampa Bay every single night. I mean, yes, we could talk about Hedman, who's terrific, and he was a deserving candidate for the Con Smythe. And Kucherov's obviously fantastic. But every time I watched Tampa and every time I watched the postseason this year, every time Braden Point was on the ice, he was the best player. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to have a guy like that who can dominate every shift, who can dominate in different ways, too. I mean, when he's on the puck, he's probably one of the toughest guys to, to take the puck away from in the NHL. Um, but this is a guy who's who's fantastic. I mean, 14 goals in 22 playoff games, 32 points to go with it. This guy was the X factor for Tampa Bay, and he was a difference maker every time he was on the ice. And part of the reason that the Islanders were able to get back in that series because he wasn't healthy.
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, the only reason they won two games, they – they probably would have won one game, but they would not have gone to six if Braden Point is out of the lineup. And I think you're hundred percent right in that his time as the most underrated player in the league
1: is over. Yeah.
0: He's not uh, underrated anymore.
1: hundred percent. And I was just about to say, I, I think, I mean, outside of the big three of Crosby, McDavid and McKinnon and probably dry cycle too. I mean, can you name another center that's better than him in the league right now? I mean, like, Maybe Barkov Maybe, maybe Eichel, matthews Maybe Matthews But like From a pure goal
0: scoring standpoint Probably Matthews But I, You could even You could probably Persuade me the other way
1: Yeah I mean like the, he's, just, he's that good and, and I I thought he should have Won the cons like, personally I mean I, I know Heaven was great He was a horse The entire postseason But I mean To me The best player on the ice Every time I watched The Tampa Bay Lightning Was Brady Point And that says a lot about what he can do as a player, given how many talented guys that are on this roster. I mean, Kucherov, Hedman, Vasilevsky, the list goes on and on. But, um, well, let's talk about Dallas for a second, because um, I, I think we do need to acknowledge the story that was the Dallas Stars in the bubble, because I know personally, I think I picked against the Stars every single series. Um, I picked the Flames to beat them. Um I definitely picked Vegas to beat them. I'm blanking on who they played.
0: They played Colorado. Colorado. and
1: Oh, I certainly picked Colorado to beat them too. So um, this was a really impressive run by Dallas. And a lot of cool stories there. Even though I thought they were a pretty boring team to get to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, you don't beat probably the two other best teams in the West, in Colorado and Vegas. And not only do they beat Vegas, they beat Vegas handily in mm-hmm. the conference finals. Um, you don't beat them without being a really freaking good team. And this team was great. And this team was a lot deeper than I thought. I thought this was a team that was really two lines deep, but they got production from all four lines. And a lot of the veterans got stuff done. Joe Pavelski was terrific in the postseason. Corey Perry came up with some big goals, especially in game five. I and mean, he had two goals in game five and kept that series alive for him. Um, and kept their season alive. And Anton Kudovan was an awesome story. In that too, I mean, Ben Bishop, I remember last year, Ben Bishop was the reason they were even in that series with St. Louis. And I remember the Game 7 was one of the craziest goaltending performances I've ever seen in a loss. But Anton Khudobin comes in, takes over for Bishop, and just has a terrific postseason. And I just want to acknowledge this Dallas Stars team because I criticized them a lot. I mean, they were one of the coldest teams coming into the postseason. I mean, they lost nine straight going into the postseason. Them in the islands, the
0: two coldest teams coming in, yeah.
1: and both of those teams managed to make it all the way to the conference finals. Dallas going to Stanley Cup final. Um, I, they they just deserve a lot of credit for what they did in this postseason. And it's a shame they came up short. Um, and they were pretty close, honestly. I mean, they were, uh, yeah, they got dominated in Game Six, but I mean, they're a bounce or two away in Game Six from taking that a lead early in that game, and. You got to give them a lot of credit for what they were able to do this postseason.
0: Hundred percent. You talk about Anton Kudobin, who had never started the playoff game before this year, and goes out and you know if Dallas is able to win that series, is the no doubt Conn Smythe winner, and he's two games away from being a Stanley Cup champion and Conn Smythe winner before ever and previously had never started a a playoff game. So pretty amazing from him. Um, but yeah, I mean they they're a team who showed a lot of heart and, and that they're really well coached. And I don't really see a way that Rick Bonus doesn't keep his job after this year. Obviously, if you win the Western Conference, you're probably going to get that interim tag taken away. But um, it was – and more than that, it really did show that they are well-coached, especially defensively. And, and Jim Montgomery, obviously, with many personal issues, and he actually got hired uh, recently, I believe, as an assistant uh, with St. Louis. Is that right? Go yeah, with, that. with St. Louis. St. Louis. Um, so, So, yeah. good for him, but – the improvement defensively with Rick Bonus was absolutely amazing, and and there were questions about this team when Bishop gets hurt. You know that that's just natural. You know they go in with a backup goalie. It's not like the guy maybe had a couple of days to warm up. He was off off for four months and never re- barely played in the regular season. And all of a sudden he's thrown in there and is two games away from the Stanley Cup final. So that to me was the most remarkable performance of the playoffs, even outside of the lightning is just a backup goalie carrying a team, not necessarily carrying a team, but taking a team to the playoffs. Um, pretty amazing for Ben Tom Kudovan.
1: Certainly was. And yeah, the Dallas stars are a great story. Rick bonus, like you mentioned, I mean, we don't even really talk about it because I feel like everyone kind of forgot what happened with Jim Montgomery, but I mean, this was a Dallas team I was rolling to in the regular season. Mm-hmm. They lose their head coach, Jim Montgomery. They kind of go on a stretch where they're skidding for a while um, under Rick bonus. But in the bubble, they found some magic. And they came back from big deficits on multiple occasions. I mean, I I remember specifically game six against Calgary in the first round. They go down 3-0 in the first 10 minutes and score seven unanswered goals.
0: That was Um, crazy.
1: That that was crazy in itself. Um, They came back against Vegas multiple times, one in overtime. And they had that crazy um,
0: game seven against Colorado.
1: Yeah. Where they're they're down I believe they're down two one or one nothing. No no they were down two one, three two and a four three and managed to win that game in overtime and in game seven, no less. They were down in game five, which they end up clinching against Vegas. Um and they were down in an elimination game in game five against Tampa. And they they win all those games. So this is a team that faced a ton of adversity during the postseason, and they overcame it time and time again, and it was more just a matter of it running out, and it was too little, too late for Dallas, but um, their story I'll certainly remember from the NHL bubble. But before before we move on to the Rangers, um, and obviously the news that happened this week with Mark Stahl and Henrik Lundqvist, I want to get some final thoughts on this NHL bubble because I personally just want to acknowledge the fact that The NHL surprised me with how great of a job they did with the bubble and handling the adversity of the coronavirus and everything that happened in the postseason. There was not one positive test inside the bubble from a player, which is an incredible accomplishment in general. I mean, you look around the other leagues. I mean, NFL tonight, Titans and Steelers just announced that's getting postponed this weekend because of positive tests. In baseball, it looked like the season was getting canceled one weekend into the season because of multiple different coronavirus tests the end the nba there weren't many positive tests but you had people leaving the bubble all the time lou williams was exiting the bubble and stuff like that there was not an ounce of controversy in the nhl other than maybe two leaving the bubble and that wasn't really much controversy that was just a personal decision that was made by him to leave the bubble which ended up hurting the bruins pretty significantly but again the fact that the nhl was able to establish this format the way they did in the time that they were able to do it. Um, and also just the, for the playoff format I thought was awesome because you gave 2014 a chance. And I'm not saying they should do this every year because they shouldn't. I, I think the regular point playoff format is terrific in the NHL. There's a reason everyone loves the NHL playoffs, but the, the way they handled it with 10 regular season games left, giving teams a chance to, that really had a chance to make the postseason giving them the chance to go up in a best-of-five series, which I think is a lot better than what baseball is doing with this best-of-three series because there's just too much room for error in a best-of-three series. You put a best-of-five series, the best team is probably going to win in pretty much every scenario. Um, And with the round-robin of the top four teams, I just thought the NHL overall did a terrific job. And Gary Bettman gets booed at every, every time the Stanley Cup Finals race and pretty much every time he speaks. And yeah, in most cases, he deserves that. Um, I I think Bettman deserves a lot of credit and everyone who's a part of putting this together deserves a ton of credit because the NHL was probably the most successful bubble and probably the most successful finish to any league in sports and um, they they don't deserve enough. They haven't been getting enough credit for that because they, they deserve a lot of it because it was a really tough situation and to have the two separate bubbles and handling it the way they did Um, It it was a terrific job by the NHL.
0: Couldn't agree more. I mean, I think Gary Bettman and his whole staff deserve a ton of credit. Um, And it was very fitting that this was the first Stanley Cup in his tenure where he doesn't get booed because he didn't deserve it. I mean, it was a fantastic, fantastic show. It's unfortunate that it got destroyed in the television ratings, but I don't know if they've come out yet, but it was opposite Kansas City-Baltimore on Monday Night Football. So they got destroyed in TV ratings in Game 6, but um, and probably throughout the whole thing. But other than – I mean, the actual product itself was really, really good. That was a concern going in as well. If you remember, way back to July, people were talking about, well, when these leagues finally come back, they'll go right into the playoffs. What is the level of play going to be like? The NHL was right up there. Yeah, there was a, those first-round series were through a couple of duds, but there was, there was just so much really, really good hockey. And I completely agree with the playoff format. It was awesome. 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 For this year, please God, don't bring it to the future. <laughs> like 24 <laughs> teams is way too many. My head was spinning <laughs> uh, that for that second day or whatever it was when there was like a ton of games, my head was spinning, but um, no, it was unbelievable. And, and you have to give a lot of credit. It was over 30,000 tests, I think were administered. Um, and not a single one comes back positive. I mean, that's what you get for putting a bubble in, in the middle of Edmonton, which is not a big city in the middle of nowhere. Um, with no coronavirus cases as it is, but still a, a ton of credit uh, where credit is due uh, to the NHL.
1: So that'll wrap it up for the bubble. The Tampa Bay Lightning, once again, Stanley Cup champions, deserving Stanley Cup champions in their own right. I mean, this is like and, just thing. I
0: think that's the best part, is that there was a deserving Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of talk about baseball right now. Like, if the Cincinnati Reds win the World Series, we're probably going to put an asterisk on it, right? Because it's like they're not that good. But the Tampa Bay Lightning are the best team in hockey, and they won a deserving Stanley Cup. Right, anyways, continue. Right.
1: No, you're right. There's no asterisk when it comes to this year's Stanley Cup champion, and I think that's what a lot of people were worrying about beforehand, but um, there's definitely no concerns about that with the Lightning winning it all. And even if any other team won at all, I don't think there would have been much of, much of an asterisk either because, I mean – Any of the
0: final four I think, I think would have been.
1: Yeah, and – the postseason in the NHL it's the toughest trophy to win um, and even just to see the passion um, for those guys when they won the Stanley Cup because with no fans you would think it'd be weird it, it wasn't weird to me mm. um, and you, you got used to it after a while now I don't know if I could ever do a full season without fans again because it it irks me to see no fans in the stands and I know as, as a fan I would love to be in the stands or just as a as a worker, I would love to be there too, but, um, it, it seemed completely normal, but before, before I transition into the Rangers, I want to shout out a few former Rangers. Um, former captain Ryan McDonough is a Stanley cup champion. Now, um, that's really cool to me because as a guy, I idolized growing up and probably one of my favorite Rangers of all time. It's as much as it sucks to not see him win a cup with the Rangers. Happy to see him get one. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk, too, which I thought was a terrible decision to buy him out when it happened, Um, and he proved that yet again. Um, He was terrific in the postseason. Um, I mean, him and Hedman were an awesome pair on D for the most part. Um, So props to him for going and proving himself on a one-year deal in Tampa Bay. I'm sure he'll get paid somewhere this offseason. So happy to see him win a Stanley Cup as well. So props to those two specifically. Um, yeah and and that'll wrap it up for the 2019-20 NHL season and the offseason is here too and the draft is October 6th free agency October 9th Um, plenty of interesting stuff to look forward to in free agency Alex Petrangelo one guy specifically that is probably going to be on the move but we will wait till next episode to talk about that because we now need to talk about the New York Rangers and Mark Stahl traded to Detroit, um, which I couldn't be more happy about personally. Um, Mark Stahl was a great Ranger for a while and unfortunately injuries really caught up with him. Um, but Mark Stahl leaving New York was a long time coming. Um, the contract was enormous. Um, the production on the ice just wasn't there. Um. And it, it's, it's sad to see it because this is a guy who, who puts his body on the line every night, and a guy who's fought through a ton of adversity to keep playing in the NHL. Um, obviously, the eye injury was something that was really scary when it happened. But, um, so he's, he's now in Detroit, um, and he's going to play. And I don't really want to talk about it too much because the bigger news is Henrik Lundqvist has played his final game as a Ranger, bought um, out today final year of his contract 7.8 million is going to be bought out um, which gives the Rangers 23 million in cap space this year but um, that doesn't really matter to me right now because we shouldn't be talking about cap space and stuff when it comes to Henrik Lundquist and I'm not even going to talk about it right now um, Henrik Lundquist when I think of like the majority of the great moments in my life and not even just sports moments. I'm talking like real, like great moments in my life. Henrik Lundqvist is pretty much a part of almost every single one of them. Um, this is a guy who for 15 years, you you watched a Ranger game and for 15 years, you knew you had a chance of winning because he was in that. Um, he is the best Rangers goalie of all time, without question. I would say he's the best Rangers player of all time. And there's really not, much of a competition. Maybe Brian Leach, but, um,
0: Brian Leach with a, with a Con Smythe and a ring gives him a pretty good run for his money. But
1: yeah, but I'm, I'm not even going to go there right now because there's no reason to compare, right. um, these guys. Um, Henrik Lundqvist is my childhood. Like that, that's what I think about when I think back on my childhood, when I think about the great moments, like I mentioned, Henrik Lundqvist is pretty much at the center of all, all of them. And, For good reason, too. I mean, he's a top-ten goalie of all time. 30 is going to be in the Raptors the minute he becomes eligible, too. And honestly, I'd put him up next year. I'd put him up opening night if if that was the case and that was possible because this is a guy who deserves that. Um, It sucks so much that they couldn't get him a cup. And honestly, I think he was part of the reason they didn't get a cup because he covered up so many mistakes that this team made and made this this organization believe it was possible for them to win a cup without making the necessary changes to do so because he was so good in that. Um, He's the best Game 7 goaltender in the history of the NHL, Um, and you look at so many of the great postseason goaltending performances, he's up there in so many of them. I mean, I think back to 2014 Game 7 against Pittsburgh, Third period, the last 10 minutes specifically, is the best goaltending performance I've ever seen. Um, game six and seven against Washington in 2015. Um, the Rangers don't get to the conference finals that year without him. 2012 Vesna Trophy winner. I mean, multiple incredible performances in round one against Ottawa and round two um, against Washington in game sevens, where he's terrific and stands on his head. 2013 against Washington. Um, Henrik Lundqvist is the best ranger that I will ever watch and I can say that pretty convincingly um, because he is he is that good and th- this is a guy who should be a first ballot hall of famer. I don't care what you say about the Stanley Cups. This is a guy who if you put him in any other good situation he probably wins multiple Stanley Cups because he was that good as a ranger. And Every time you thought his career might have been over and every time you thought that He was turning on the side of father time. He proved you wrong with another big performance. And and he proved you wrong every single time. And as a Ranger fan, you came to expect greatness from Henrik Lundqvist every night. And as good as Igor Sterkin might be, and as good as he's shown he can be, um, it's going to be an adjustment period for a lot of Ranger fans because you went out there every single game and you expected to have the best goalie in the world that night, and he did for about 12 years. You could say Henrik Lundqvist was probably the best goalie in the league or at least top five in pretty much every season he played. And I will love Henrik Lundqvist forever. Um, Personally, as a fan, as a Ranger fan, I don't know how you can't. And honestly, I'm fighting back a lot of emotions right now just talking about him because the idea of him never playing another game as a Ranger, is really sad. It really is. Um, And the fact that the Rangers couldn't get him a Stanley Cup sucks. Um, Because you think about so many of the big moments he provided. I mentioned a bunch of them. But um, probably my favorite Hank moment is being there for Game 6 against Montreal and the acrobatic save against Thomas Vanek. Um, That that was just when you knew – you knew that team was going to the cup and that, that, that was probably, I, I bet a lot of Ranger fans can agree. That's probably the crowning moment of the Henrik Lundqvist era, because this is an era that's now over. Um, you could have said it a few years ago, but this is a Rangers era that is now over and it's capped by Henrik Lundqvist being gone. The, the only player remaining from that 2014 cup team is Chris Kreider. Um, and it looked like he was going to be gone for a while, but, Um, I just want to say before I give Chris the floor, because I know I've been talking forever. um, I just want to say thank you to Henrik Lundqvist um, for every memory that you've provided me. Um, You are one of the biggest reasons I am a hockey fan. Um, And honestly, this one's going to sting for a while because I don't know if I'll ever love an athlete again like Henrik Lundqvist and that that time may come, but it's going to be a long time till I feel the way I do about an athlete, the way I felt about Henrik Lundqvist. So thank you. Enjoy whatever's next. I love you. Rangers fans love you. And if, if there's one thing I do the rest of my life is I will be in Madison square garden when that number 30 goes to the Raptors because, um, No one deserves that like you, Henrik Lundqvist. So, Chris, I just talked forever. I could probably talk a lot longer than I did, but um, that is my thank you. And that is my final thing to say about Henrik Lundqvist as a Ranger.
0: um, I'm not exactly in the same seat as you, obviously. (laughs) I've gone over many a time, or as our good friends, Mike, Jack and Jimmy on this one, where you know four of four of my best friends are are the biggest Ranger fans I know and and love this guy to death. And he's he's and He's that guy who who will always be there and always. You know, Jeter would always get the hit, Longquist would always make the save. And I, I know you hate Jeter. That's a Terrible example for you to use today, but that that's kind of what he reminds me. of. I get of. where you're going at. <laughs> Fifteen years to the Rangers he makes the play. I don't know if you count if you count this year. He makes the playoffs twelve times. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think what really shows you how impactful he was is he is the single reason I freaking despise the New York Rangers. It is yes, there's been there's a history of the two teams hating each other. In the seventies they played against each other. The 80s played 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 against each other in ninety four they never played against each other in my lifetime, but every time that guy went out there in the playoffs and they would do the NBC graphic where he's hitting the post and then it would come up with his playoff stats and, and the stats in that series is like, there's no chance they lose this game. And because that guy is in the net and this game's going to be two to one, no matter what happens, because he's not letting more than one. And, and that's the confidence you had in Henrik Lundqvist or the, you know, the doubt, I like, guess the confidence you had in Henrik Lundqvist to, to be that great of a goalie. If you look at his postseason stats just on paper and you see that he was 61 and 67, that's not fair because every goaltender has a losing record in the playoffs because you're gonna more years than not, you're going to lose more games than you win uh, when you're in the playoffs. But that cup run, 13 wins, only 54 goals allowed in 25 games, 927 save percentage and a 214 goals against. At, that was one of the best goaltender runs you're going to have in the playoffs. It was amazing. And um, he just ran, he ran to a guy who that year was just as good as him uh, and, and Jonathan quick, but an unbelievable career that will no doubt end in Toronto and, and with a banner in the rafters. And I'm curious to see where he goes now. I'm, this could be a conversation for next time when it's a little less fresh of a wound, but um, I'm very, very curious to see where he goes. If it's somewhere with a young goalie that he can kind of be that tutor role. It's somewhere that is cup ready where he can maybe Ray Bork his way to a cup with, if you remember Ray Bork in Colorado after he left Boston. Um, but it'd be very interesting to see where he goes or if he retires. I doubt it, but it's possible, possible. Um, but an amazing Ranger career, one of the great Rangers of all time, and, and will no doubt, no doubt, um, end up in Toronto on the first ballot.
1: Here's the last thing I'll say about having a conquest. Um, I love this guy so much that I would root for him to win a cup pretty much anywhere he went. Um, even Toronto, won? even Toronto, I would root for him to go win a cup. And I mean, no, no, I, I should, I should preface that if you went to the Islanders and won a cup, I'd maybe be needing someone to talk me off the ledge. About um,
0: well, the Flyers,
1: possibly the Flyers as well. Yeah, probably the Flyers as well, but. Um, but point is, I I, I hope he goes, so, and he's he's not going to either one of those teams. It, that that no, he's, he's
0: not going to Islanders. Whatever, well.
1: whatever Henrik Lundqvist does next, I will be rooting for him with everything I have to go win a cup because that guy deserves it for his legacy, um, mm-hmm. because he's he's too good a bowling not to have one. Anymore. Yeah, that, that's, that's really all I got to say. I mean, we can go through the numbers of Lunquist. I don't even want to do it because it doesn't even do him justice. Um, and, and that's saying a lot about a goalie who's top five in wins. I mean, all time franchise leader in wins and shutouts. Um, could go on and on with the numbers about him. But that is my goodbye to Henrik Lundquist. Um, I can't wait for the day that number 30 is in the rafters. It's going to be an emotional day for me, that's for sure. Today has been an emotional day for me, but um, that'll wrap it up for this edition of five on three season is over. Um, I'm upset that it's over, but the off season is going to be fun. The Rangers are going to be picking first in the draft in about 10 days. That is something I am looking forward to actually even less, probably eight days now Um, and free agency is coming up and, If you don't think the Rangers are going to be doing something big after buying out the best player in franchise history, you're crazy because a big move is coming in New York. And we'll discuss what that is going to be or what might be. But that is for the next edition. For this edition of 5 on 3, he's Chris Hennessy. I'm Jackson Heil. And that is all for now.